Today must be Monday because it is the release of a brand new episode of the Dan Roman Podcast. Hello, everyone, and thank you once again for tuning in to the Dan Roman Podcast. As you know, it is Monday. It is August the 10th by the time you hear this. And as of right now, um, where we are in the podcast has been really geared towards saving money. We went from saving money on your groceries, your transportation, your um, electricity. Um, today, I kind of want to break the the trend here and really talk about how we're going to save money on taxes because all these stimulus packages, all this money being thrown all over the place, it's going to have to come back from somewhere. <clears throat> Excuse me. And if you're thinking from where, you guessed it, taxes, okay? It's funny because Republicans are anti-tax hikes, they're anti-socialism, but they're signing off on a lot of socialistic policies, like giving everybody money, right? Like, we're going to give all this money. For example, my favorite one over the weekend is the payroll, is the income tax deferral, where for the rest of this year... If you collect the normal check from a standard job, right? Like you're not self-employed or whatever have you, you're not you're going to have a reduction of the amount of taxes you pay. So there's a breakdown on the amount of taxes you pay. 6.2% of your wages goes towards social security tax. And what the government has already signed off on is eliminating the 6.2%. So you won't have to pay that, which means you get to keep that 6.2% through the end of the year. But what happens next year, okay? I'm going to tell you what happens next year. What happens next year is that you're going to restart repaying on January 1st of 2021, that 6.2% on your wages. And then you're probably going to pay more to help the government get their money back for what they didn't collect from us. Yeah, let that sink in. And if you didn't understand that the first time, let me explain it again. The government is giving us a tax break. They're going to start charging us that same tax in January of 2021. And to help give them the money back that they lost by not taxing us, they're going to charge us more taxes. Well, isn't that beautiful? Now, I've traveled over the past few years in different places across the country, and I hear a common theme, oh, taxes, taxes, taxes. Look, people... Taxes are inevitable. They're inevitable. If you don't want to pay taxes, then live off the grid. I mean, but even still, look, there is going to be some level of tax. I don't want to get into the complexities of fiscal policy with the government and how they handle money. They suck at it. They can't do math. But let's focus on what we can do, the strategies we can implement to save money on your taxable income, right? Your, the amount of money that the, that the IRS says you have to pay tax on, we can reduce that legally, okay? This is why getting a experienced, knowledgeable, and wise tax professional is your best investment, okay? It's paying 100 bucks on TurboTax, yes, gets the job done. But when you pay for a professional accountant or enrolled agent with the IRS, what you end up doing is you open up Pandora's box of knowledge, 
because these individuals, these men and women, these professionals understand the tax code better than anyone else. These individuals understand taxes and how to reduce the amount of money you have to pay better than some computer program. So I want you guys to consider that going forward, start to look for professionals that can do your taxes. I'm not going to lie to you. If you paid $100 of TurboTax, you might pay $350 with a professional. But the $350 you pay will save you much more money on the taxes you owe to the government because they understand how to strategically file your taxes, what loopholes exist that are legal, and they can help throughout the year implement those into your strategy. See, this isn't one of those things where you, you show up to the tax office on April 14th and taxes are due on, the, on April 15th. You're like, hey, what can you do for me to save, save me taxes? How much money I owe? No, a relationship with an, with an experienced CPA or an enrolled agent, which is what I'm in the process of becoming, by the way, is a year-long relationship. Because as an enrolled agent, I'm going to be contacting you, my client, to say, hey, this just popped up. Why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? This is going to save you $4,000 in taxes when you file next year. So if I save you four grand and you pay me three fifty, hypothetically speaking, isn't that a worthwhile investment? I would say so. Anyway, let me get off my soapbox. Let me stop the rant. So technically, this still can be a saving money series, except it's an extended title. The saving money series, the government is spending record amount of money. So what can we do to save on income taxes? Okay. Don't you just love our government? Like, don't you just love how they operate, how they think, how they attack each other, how one side is never right to the other side and the other side is always wrong to the other side. It's honestly disgusting. But don't you just love government? If you couldn't guess the sarcasm in the beginning, that's me being sarcastic. Look, neither, no politician impresses me. No side of the aisle impresses me. No one in government motivates me to think that we have a bigger, brighter, and better future. I'm not being, I'm not operating with cynicism. It's just the reality of our, of our political climate today. It's about making the current person in office look terrible. And then that person makes everybody else look terrible once he's wrong. And then you have the news reporting one thing. And then all these things start popping up everywhere else. For decades, both sides of our government have been irresponsible, and I can't stand extreme left and extreme rights. I know a few extreme rights, I know a few extreme lefts. These people just disgust me. Because one person can do no wrong, as long as they agree with that person's philosophy, or who that person is, and that's not... It's, I just, I don't encourage it, I don't like it, it's just an ugly sight. But... It, if you haven't gathered so far, our government and the person currently living in the White House, they can't do math at all. Basic math. Revenues, which is taxes, minus expenses, which is all the stuff that the government pays for, gives us what? What's left over? 
too often our governments are overspending than what they can bring in. They're overspending than what they than what they can bring in. And this COVID nineteen pandemic, it just blew up. Completely blew up in terms of expenses. Now, I'm gonna save you. You can breathe. This 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 podcast is not about politics. I know how some of you feel about politics. I can do an episode about politics. So if you do want to hear my views on the current state of the political climate and what I would change about it. By no means, I'm no expert. I have just read a lot of books on political figures, biographies, a lot of research papers, yada, yada. Let me know via email, financialdifference at danromansolutions.com, and I'll release an episode just for you. This is, however, a way to save money, to continue our Saving Money series Record government spending and how to save money on your taxable income. Now, these are strategies that you put in place today with a tax professional that are going to be for long term. Okay, this is not something that you stop next year or next month. It's something that you do every week, every month from here forward to save you money on your taxable income. The federal government, the local government have spent a lot of money, an unimaginable amount of money on resources and other resources. Excuse me to react and play defense on COVID-19. Now, mind you, they're playing defense now when they could have played offense back in January, but let's just leave that right there. With all this money being thrown around, trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars, the debt increasing of our country, it is very likely that governments will increase revenue to balance out the money they paid out. Okay? So this is typically done through taxes. There's other ways, but the primary function and the easiest way to make this change happen is to increase taxes. So I want to introduce to you a few ways that can help reduce your taxable income. The amount of money that the IRS recognizes needs to be taxed. Okay, now. I'm not going to get into incomes and, and, and phase outs and requirements and restrictions. I just want to give you some general guidelines or general principles that I feel can save you money on your, on your taxable income. But get with a, a tax professional <clears throat> or a financial advisor. And then this man or woman can guide you through the process and if it suits your needs and what you're trying to do. Now, remember, these are measures that you implement today. There's strategies that you work with going forward to reduce your taxable income. That's the perspective. That's what we're aiming at. Okay, so what you're actually responsible for to pay, the IRS recognizes it can be lower based on these measures. My favorite one of all of them is a Roth IRA. Okay, contributions to a Roth IRA. Uh, an IRA is a, um, a retirement account. Okay. Um, contributions into an IRA are made with after-tax dollars and it grows tax-free. Okay? So, you've already paid the tax when you put the money into the account, which means you don't pay any tax later, which means that the money that it grows to will not be taxed when you withdraw it. Okay? I reiterate, the earnings from your, your account, right, are not taxed when you withdraw Another great thing about a Roth IRA is that when you pass away and your beneficiary inherits this Roth IRA, they can also withdraw tax-free. Now, I want you to keep something in mind. When you see the word Roth, 
The word Roth means tax-free, <clears throat> okay? There's Roth IRAs, there's Roth 401ks. The word Roth means IRA. And it was introduced by Senator Roth um, quite a few number of years ago. But this was a, a great alternative to a standard 401k, which a 401k is you pay the taxes later. No, no, we're trying to save the money that you pay in taxes by paying them now because when the money grows into a Roth account, right? When it grows, when it builds up, when it gets stronger and taller, you don't pay any tax on it. Roth, think tax advantage. Think tax free. You pay the tax today, so you don't have to pay it later. Now, based on your income, if it is too high, there are limits to how much you can contribute into a Roth IRA. But my advice, if that is your case, would be to invest the portion that you cannot contribute into a Roth IRA because there's a maximum contribution every year is take the extra you want to contribute and save it into a traditional IRA. Yes, you will pay the tax um, upon the conversion of it. So what, what I'm trying to say is you invest it into a traditional IRA and then once per year with a tax professional, you do what's called a backdoor Roth conversion. Literally takes minutes, some very light paperwork, but this will save you thousands of dollars a year. And yes, it's legal. So you're pretty much what you're doing is you're taking your traditional IRA, and you're pumping money and pumping money and pumping money in. Traditional IRA, you pay the tax later. Consider that like a 401k account where you, it's tax deferred, right? It's tax deferred, tax deferred, tax deferred. Deferred means you pay later. And then what you do is you f- turn the switch over on the traditional IRA, you do a backdoor Roth. That's the technical term, and it's legal. A backdoor Roth means that um, you can pretty much take all the money that you were investing in that in that traditional IRA and pump it into a Roth IRA and then pay pay the conversion, which will be some light taxes tacked onto it. So that's one great venting. My favorite um, strategy is to invest in a Roth IRA because um, it'll save you a lot of money later. Um, when you're going to need that, need those, need those funds. Number two, I'm not too crazy about, but it is a strategy. And if it works for you, I say go for it. And that's investing in municipal bonds. So the state you live in, the local governments, they issue bonds, right? Um, they, they issue bonds to help, you know, fund projects, build buildings, whatever have you. And they also issue bonds to um, balance off the revenues that they haven't gotten. And the thing is with a bond is you're pretty much buying the bond. You give the federal, you give the local government money, and then they are going to pay you back at, at a certain point in time that's agreed upon upon the bond note. And you get you get a fixed interest rate, and it's not high, all right? But that's that's part of the reason why I don't like the municipal bond um, aspect of it. However, for those conservative investors, those investors that kind of want to lock in their money and don't want to play too much of a of a, of a gamble with it, this could be a, a great place to park some of your money. But how's this going to save me money, right, with my taxable income? The interest that you earn from um, municipal bonds generally won't be taxed by the federal government, and it won't be taxed in the state you live in, considering this, the bond is from that state. So I live in Connecticut. If I held a Connecticut state bond, Connecticut will not tax me on that bond. Neither will the federal government or the IRS in when, when I file for my tax returns. So this is a strategy to kind of park money in bonds and not pay any taxes. And also, 
not pay any taxes on the interest that you earn on it. And I know people that have hundreds of thousands of dollars in bonds every couple of years, every few years, and they enjoy it. They like it because it's a safe place to park your money and it doesn't really require a lot of work around or strategies. Okay. Keep in mind, though, that if you live in a state and have a bond from a different state, the state you live in will probably charge you um, state income tax on that interest because it does not belong in the state or it does not belong from the state that you live in. Number three is a health savings account or an HSA. So what this account is, is it allows you to set aside tax deductible or pre-tax dollars to pay for medical expenses that your insurance won't cover. Typically, to qualify for an HSA, you need a high deductible um, insurance plan. Um, They offer this benefit in conjunction with. Um, My favorite thing about the HSA, which I do have one, is that the balance stays with you year over year, whether you leave your job or not. It's not a use it or lose it thing, okay? The money's yours because you put the money in. But the great thing is, is that the money is not taxed. You can use the money for medical expenses tax-free, and the interest earned on that money is also tax-free. So what I've seen some people do um, as they get older is they treat the HSA kind of like a separate Roth IRA uh, retirement account. They just pump money into it every single year, especially if you're generally healthy, which means you're not going to be using any of it to cover medical expenses. You can just stack on every single year as much as you possibly can up to the maximum. And then at 65 or 70, you have a card or an account with a few hundred thousand dollars in there. So that's another strategy that can save you money on taxable income today, right? Because you use tax deductible or pre-tax dollars to put into the account. But then the account is never taxed to begin with anyway. So that's the beauty behind HSAs. Now, you can also open up an HSA through a local bank if you are a bank member. So keep that in mind if you don't have a high deductible um, a high deductible medical plan. The maximum contribution amounts for 2020 are $3,550 $3, for someone for themselves, $7,100 for a family, and then annually, anyone 55 years or older can contribute an extra $1,000. So... If you're single and you're 55 or 56, you can contribute $3,550 plus $1,000. Or if you're a couple that's 55 years or older and you have children, dependent children, um, then you can contribute the $7,100 for the family and contribute the $1,000 per person. So husband and wife or the, the, the couple that, that's legally married, um, they can each contribute the extra $1,000. Um So those are some basic strategies that we can implement today with a tax professional to reduce the amount of money you pay in income taxes. Am I right? So, look, is our government going to find a way to tax us no matter what? Yes. But if you can control how much money you're dishing out based on your income, that's a huge win. That's like giving yourself a raise each time. So while these are only three strategies, there's a bunch more that are probably better suited for some of you and for others of you it won't be there are some that are way more sophisticated i wanted to provide just three easy things that you could do to reduce your taxable income two of these re- investing in roth iras and having a health savings account 
those are typically done and offered at the employment level. So those most of the work is already done for you. The municipal bonds, if you are interested in that, honestly, if you're interested in any of this, just do your research, understand what you're getting yourself into. And if you don't know, then email financialdifference at danromansolutions.com and I can help guide you. I am not a, a investment professional. I don't have any of my required licenses. Everything that I do provide is for general education purposes only, as I have not assessed your individual situation, financial snapshot, or um, risk tolerance, or your portfolio. So keep in mind that what I'm providing is not a must-do. It is just simple strategies that I think would help reduce the taxable income because taxes are probably going to go up if I had an educated guess based on all the money being dished out. So Keep these strategies in mind and educate yourself. There's nothing wrong with setting an hour aside every night and reading articles and sources that are credible to understand what's going on in the landscape of the economy, politics, and how all of this affects your money. So thank you once again for listening to the Dan Roman Podcast. Please rate this. Please subscribe to it. Please let me know what you think. I get emails from time to time of people um, just providing their, their comments, but I would love more, more interaction, more feedback. Tell me what you like and what you didn't tell me why, tell me what you want to hear more of, or maybe you have a question you want me to address that I can address on the podcast. The email is financial difference at Romans at Dan Roman solutions.com. Again, financial difference at Dan Roman solutions.com. And as usual, we will see you next Monday for more on saving money, a part of our saving money series. Thank you.